What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the Let the Kids Talk podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Elijah Burks. You can find me on Twitter at DansBeHive. Today, we have seven other people with us today, and we have three new members. Introduce yourselves, as always. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Cameron. You know me. I'm Cameron Woolley. You can find me on Twitter at Show. You can also find me on YouTube if you search up the Camera Wooly Show. Anyways, I'm sad. I'll pass it on. Nick, find me on Twitter at Rosado underscore Nick and on Instagram at Nick Five Palmers. So guys, my name is Darv. You can find me on Twitter um, at the Evil Empire Twenty Five. Guys, it's Manny. You can find me on Instagram at Manny.rm and on Twitter at NY. So like I said today, we have three new members. Introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Kim. You can find me on Twitter at Devram for Cy Young, and I'm super happy to be on the podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. You can find me on Twitter at 30 Conforto. I'm super excited to be here. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm the uh, largest Juan Soto MVP uh, advocate, and you can find me over at Twitter at CapsTroll, but the L's are eyes. That's professional troll to you. But anyways... my bro. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the Division Series just wrapped up. We had two sweeps, mm. one game, that w- one series that went to four, and we had a pivotal game five. But today, we're going to go over the Astros and Athletics series. So, I know everyone here hates the Astros, and we were all basically rooting for the Athletics to win. But what do we think about that series? Well, uh, what can I say? We're all kind of eating a pile of shit right now, aren't we? Um, Correa mashed. I think I saw something at 500. That series, um, the bats decided to wake up. Just really good stuff. Their pitching did really well, and I don't know any of their names. So, I don't know know what the hell they're doing in Houston, but I don't know know if it's some other elaborate cheating scheme. But, yeah, we have a team that finished the regular season under 500 in the American League Championship Series. (laughs) I feel like what I predicted about the ace pitching in the wild card series that their pitching would be their downfall against the White Sox that ended up happening against the Astros, which is not something um, I honestly saw coming. But that that entire series turned into home run derby and looked like uh, the Astros offense was doing it better than the ace offense was clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, oh. I just. I'm not a fan of the Astros. I hate them. I hate most of their fans, but I guess no matter what, you have to give credit where credit is due, no matter how much you hate it. Springer played great. Correa played great. Uh, Their bullpen held it down. And athletics, man. Athletics just... They were talking all that smack about what was going to happen when we played Astros, and they basically let America down which was not fun to watch. I was hoping that it would at least go five because there would have been a potential Mike Fires starting game five, which would have been amazing to see. Would have been poetic. He's the only poetic. pitcher that didn't, he's the only ace pitcher that didn't pitch the whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just proved, as you said, that 
um, the A's pitching is they're going to be their downfall in the future. And that, well, in the Astros, you know, they had the illegitimate championship. I'm willing to say that in 2017. Um, but they proved that they were legit this series. Um, you know, Correa with the 1.7, I believe, uh, OPS. Just ridiculous numbers all around. Um, yeah. I mean, what else is there to say except they hit good. They pitched well when it mattered, and they're moving on to the ALCS. Yeah, they no threw the ball, they hit the ball, they catch the ball, or they caught the ball. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, trying to quote Paul Durham. The, the, the to fun be honest, like that, the Astros completely just just destroyed what I predicted for them. Like, I said, I said, honestly, I, tra- I kind of trashed the Astros. I said that basically because I wasn't wrong. Their offense basically sucked most of the regular season. But all of a sudden, they decided to turn it around. Correa started doing good. Even even a little man, all two, they started doing good. And Springer completely went off. You know, it's true, you know. He's, he's getting paid. Give credit where credit, credit's due. He's, he's getting, getting paid this offseason. Yeah, Springer's going Springer to the Nets. Springer's, Springer's the only guy out of the, the main guys who cheated, who I, like, don't, like, hate, hate. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't think he's, like, said anything controversial to the public. He's just basically shut his mouth about this whole thing, which honestly is more of the right move than freaking saying, oh, we're going to shut our haters up. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, but you have did. haters for a reason. But they did. But they did. And I honestly think that the Astros performance in the regular season was kind of cloaked by the shortened season. Um, I think it was a younger um, Dusty Baker, who is obviously the current A-skip, or Astros-skip, I beg your pardon, that said uh, it takes like 60 games just to get your swing in order. And um, I really think that we're seeing the Astros bats heat up. You know, they're obviously coming off a pretty much as far as you can go. Went six, I believe, with the Yankees last year. Went seven with the Nationals. Um, and you saw the Nationals cratered last year, uh, or this year. Um, and obviously they were below 500, but, you know, once the bats heat up, you know, they're a good team. You, ha- you have to give due credit to Dusty Baker, I guess. For I, I hate giving – I have nothing against Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker was kind of brought in as just kind of a – well, yeah, of course you're a Nats fan. Of course you have everything against Dusty Baker. Guy. You want you want him to go to hell. But but I mean, Dusty Baker just I mean, out of all the guys on that Astros team, he's the one that I kinda feel the best for. Like I can't say anything good about Hughes. I can't. Other than they did their job. They I mean, they did Jose well. Al- Jose Altuve said they were going to go to a World Series before the season started. He said in the press conference the first time he was seen in public in, like, one of their Astros, like, fan events, like, after the cheating scandal came out, oh, we're going to go to the World Series and we're going to show, uh, well, they need four more wins and they're going to the World Series. At least so. he said something. America's team, made America's team went from the freaking, who they play in the World Cup? The Twins? Twins. Yeah. <laughs> Now the Athletics, and now the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays. <laughs> All right, do, do you want to pivot? George do you want to pivot Spr- to least, that now? At least, at least we know that George Springer is probably going to not be returning to the Astros next year. And will probably be, honestly, with my guest, in New York playing for the Mets. Future now, by the way. 
Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I think future Matt we're looking at right there is Springer. I wholeheartedly agree. Listen, the thing is, the fan base thinks Steve Cohen, Steve Cohen is a reincarnation of God himself. So I'm expecting and them he is. to get he is. every single thing. Oh, God. <laughs> and he is. That's all I have to say. Uh, dude, you, you realize he could just be a cheap asshole? Like, there is the possibility there. No, it's that's a He's going to... Sh- they're going to poverty franchise this. Share, he, he, he shares the city with um, the owner that has, I think, the highest franchise worth in the entirety of Major League Baseball, but for about 10 years refused to reset, uh, refused to have a payroll above the luxury tax threshold because that's more important to the Yankees now. Not this year it wasn't, but didn't matter anyway. Yeah. Didn't even matter. That's just... Oh, oh shut, shut up. So, so Mets fans are going to want to hope that Steve okay, Cohen doesn't get any ideas. About, why are we talking about the Mets right now? Yeah, they're not even why in are we talking you know, about the Mets. Mind. We got Astriac to talk about Springer and what I think. Yeah, I think Astriac. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, better yeah, than you know, the whole thing, Uncle Steve. No. <laughs> get, it, get, it, get it together, man. Still gonna suck. Well, okay, okay, okay. I'm revved up now. I'm revved up I now. Think... Can we shift to the main event? It should have been the last series we the talked main about. Main event. Right uh, now. Yeah, before <clears throat> we shift to that thing that everyone paid for, let's let's. I think Astros, I the Rays are literally better at everything, but that's pro- that doesn't even matter anymore. Can we talk I about the CS prediction? I think Astros have a solid chance in the seven game series. It's just a matter of what how how well their young guys pitch and what Granky does in games one and potentially five on short rest. So we're gonna move on to the main events, the the moments that everyone here is waiting for. But mostly our Yankee fans. So I'm just going to let you guys take it away. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the thing happened where the Tampa Bay Rays beat the New York Yankees in a playoff series in five games. And a, a very painful five games, which... Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, this series that it, it kind of I I felt very strong 2018 Boston vibes from this because all regular season the Rays beat the hell out of the Yankees. It was just not even a they were in a class of their own. And I remember all we were talking about in in the regular season was how we were gonna get back at Tampa and. How in the offseason, we were talking about, oh, we're going to get back at Houston. We're going to get back at those damn cheaters. And guess what? We didn't even get to them. They, I know, uh, can't even get past the Rays. And pretty much, and I remember all regular season, I was thinking, oh, my God, this Rays team, they're going to beat the hell out of the Yankees. They're, again, league of their own thing. And then game one, they look fantastic. The Yankees just looked fantastic. Garrett Cole on the mound. Didn't have his best stuff, but when a quality start is not your best stuff, then then that's that's really good. Giancarlo Stanton hit the grand slam in the top of the ninth. Me, Nick, Manny, and Rance, we were all on a call for that one. That was fun. Yeah, I remember having fun watching that series. 
And then games two and three. Game two, holy shit. Game two, Gosh, pretty much, uh, pretty much game two has, has to be one of the stupidest managing decisions I've seen in my life. Oh, my God. Ja, ja, just let me, let me do a thing. So, pretty much, Garcia slated to start game two. I'm feeling good because I trust him. He's pitched plenty of big games in the regular season to uh, get the Yankees out of skids or to or in a pivotal game against a rival or whatnot. And Garcia's been there. He pitched the first inning, gave up a run. And and then I'm like, okay. And then Jay Happ comes into the game, and everybody unanimously, unanimously goes, what the fuck? What the fuck? That is what everyone said. And Jay Happ, soft-tossing lefty, in the modern day of the major leagues, that doesn't uh, doesn't usually go well. And he got rocked. He got rocked for, I think, four runs and, like, four innings. And the part that sucked the most about that game was that they tagged Glass now. And by they, I mean Giancarlo Stanton, who, I swear to God, if I hear another iota of slander coming out in that man's name or being hurled toward him, I just want anybody who's even thinking about that can just shut the hell up because you literally have no base for your argument anymore. Stanton was the best hitter, bar none, for the Yankees this postseason. Bar fucking none. He was the best. And in game two, they got four off of glass now, and they still ended up losing because Boone decided to be a cutesy little idiot. Like, uh, yeah, tell me where you heard this before. And, yeah, they lose game two. Game three, Tanaka's on the mound. We keep thinking, oh, playoff Tanaka, oh, baby. He got shit rocked. And they lose game three. They're down 2-1. Jordan Montgomery on the mound for game four. I'm thinking, oh, no. And then Jordan Montgomery pitches one of, one of, one of the best spot starts I've ever seen. He he did his job. He got out of jams. He just was phenomenal for the position he was put in. Just flat out phenomenal. And then they hold the fort. It was a little rocky, but the pitching, they got it done. And then game five comes around. Derek Cole on three days rest. He does everything. Damn near literally Everything that's demanded of him. He pitches a goddamn beauty. A one-hitter over 5.1 innings pitch, but that one hit ended up being a, being a home run by Austin Meadows. And by the way, I don't want to hear shit about how that outfield wall blocked Judge from robbing that home run. That, that ball was getting over his glove anyway. So, yeah, I know that's a big excuse that that everyone's trying to pull out from Yankee Nation, or at the time on Twitter, that was the thing I was seeing was, oh, you know, through the Petco Park, you know, the Padres poverty franchise, they can't design a goddamn ballpark right for our six-foot-eight Groot-sized outfielder. And <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's tied, and then Cole gets taken out of the game shortly later. Just phenomenal stuff. I can't stress that enough. Um. And then the bats just absolutely go silent in a winner-take-all elimination game. Just absolutely mute. Those bats just absolutely vanish. 
And then in the bottom of the eighth, Araldis Chapman against Mike Rousseau. There's literally no way that he wasn't going to hit a homer. He was staying on every single pitch. That like With how poetic baseball is, there was no way he wasn't taking him deep. And sure enough, stayed on everything. He, he gets a fastball in his wheelhouse. Come on over the left field wall, and I'm silent. I'm sad, and I'm I'm pissed. I am just absolutely pissed because I'm just sitting there like, why couldn't it have been someone like Meadows? Like, why couldn't it have been someone like that? Like, why couldn't it have been someone that that doesn't have any direct ties to the Yankees or Chapman? Like Purcell has like her Chapman. Yeah, that would have that would have also been nice if it wasn't off for all the Chapman and. The Rays, they get revenge. Brousseau gets revenge. The Rays, they play New York, New York, Empire State of Mind, every single goddamn New York song that there is to play. They're being they're being petty, and they absolutely deserve to be. Because in that series, they proved in every single way that they were better than the Yankees. And say what you want about poverty franchise, say what you want about the trop. Say what you want about how, uh-huh, but they're used to playing in front of no fans. <laughs> just, just, just admit it that the Yankees just took a big fat steaming L in this series. Can we just admit that? Can we just admit that, dude? The Yankees weren't good enough this year. And at what point do the Yankees start to not use the same excuses? Because, of course, Boone is going to be a big scapegoat. And granted, he did lose the Yankees game, too, which it's just ended up losing minutes. the Yankees the series. And you can blame the starting pitching all you want. But, honestly, the pitching did its job. In the spots that they needed to come up, except for Jay Happ, who wasn't even supposed to pitch in the series. Well, maybe he was supposed to at one point, but I don't know. I'm, I don't even know anymore with this damn team. It's, the, the pitching did damn near everything. But again, it was the bats that fell silent. At one point, do we look at the approach that some of these guys take at the plate? At what point do we look? Do we look and I know I'm going to sound like a total boomer right now, but at what point do we look at the swing for the fences mentality that this lineup has? At what point do we look at their total incapability string together rallies at what point do we look at the core at what point do we look at some of these guys and wonder if we're going to need to sacrifice some of that power for you know some guys who can just hit a double down the line every once in a while a guy who can who can you know put his bat on the ball a guy like a dj lemayhu who absolutely just give him a goddamn blank check that must be the first priority for the Yankees. If I'm Brian Cashman, if I have any ounce of brain cells in my brain, I am absolutely just negotiating with TJ LeMahieu's camp and just putting a blank check on there. It's like here, uh, what's what? What are your terms? What's the what's what's the tenure? What's the salary? Just whatever the fuck you want. Just just to take it. And I'm that that is what I'm doing if I'm Brian Cashman. If I'm Aaron Boone, I'm packing my bags and getting the hell out of here. That's that's all I'm doing. I'm going last, so Manny and Dorothy can take <laughs> take quickly. 
Yeah, no, um, the only thing I want to start with, first of all, is that the game two strategy was something that if it works, who's the best manager in baseball? If it doesn't work, which it didn't work, um, he's getting shit on. And the thing is, um, I think this was Michael Kay who had a perspective about this, saying that the opener strategy, it is theoretically a great idea, but it is a great idea if the guy you're using to um, eat up the bulk is not Jake Crap. And <laughs> funnily enough, when this guy pitched, one of um, we lost that game by two runs. So you know, it's 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 hard not to go back to the what if and the what if could have should have with the series and think that you know if he doesn't give up a home run to a guy who hasn't hit for shit in the regular season in the form of Mike Zanino or um, who was the other person that took him deep? Um, I think it was Michael. Rosarena. Rosarena. A Rosarena. Probably, yeah. probably a Rosarena. Probably, yeah, knowing him, probably. No, it was Margot. So, it was Margot. Okay, yeah, Margot. Manuel Margot. So, you know, I, I'm not sure what Margot hit during the regular season, but how do you, you know, and, and honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest. I thought the idea was smart because I felt like somewhere or the other, like at the beginning, I thought it was smart because somewhere or the other, they had to put J-Hap in there. And considering that he'd been good down the stretch after his first two absolute clunker starts, I think he had like a 3.05 ERA the rest of the way. And, um, you know, that that's something that I'm like, okay, you know, he, he gets hate on a lot um, by our fans, which rightfully so, because one, he has a big mouth, and two, he, he has really bad starts when he's not on. But, you know, he, he, had, he was on a little bit of a roll going into the postseason, so I thought, all right, so – they're going to have to use him at some point anyway, so you might as well bait the Rays out of using a righty-heavy lineup when you have to put him in there. And that didn't work. Um, but what I was most disappointed about is the fact that the offense, you know, I, I don't know where else to put the blame. The offense can score one run and expect to win ball games. And as for playoff Tanaka, I feel like that was honestly an expectation I was – almost afraid to have because I think what makes Tanaka good in the playoffs is his sort of, you know, once you've pitched um, in your two dozen starts over the course of a 162 game regular season, I'm assuming Tanaka is the kind of pitcher that benefits from, um, you know, having used, having, having his arm used at for um, a pretty good amount of starts. And that didn't happen obviously because, you know, he only pitched 10 starts. So it was more of, Mid-season Tanaka than playoff Tanaka, but we lost that game as well, which is um I think we scored four in that one, maybe five, probably five, five runs, yeah. So that that one was a game where um you know I don't really know if you can put the blame on the bullpen or on Boone. And speaking of Boone, um he managed game four brilliantly. No one's going to talk about it, but he did. And um, as far as his future with the team's concerned, I don't know. I don't think it's uh, – I feel like they probably will bring him back, but he's got to work on the way he deploys the bullpen. Now, I I know that the game five loss is on the offense, but you don't put Chapman in for seven outs after he already had four outs uh, the other day. And, and he explicitly stated that he was going to go to Chapman before Green, which I don't really get since, you know, you're the road team and 
considering you take the lead, you still have to, you won't be able to walk off. You have to shut them down in the bottom of the inning. That was a bonehead move that I didn't get. He pulled Britain after two outs, another bonehead move that I don't get. And, um, man, there's so many things that could have been easily remedied during that series that, you know, we might have won in four games, let alone lost in five. And, you know, like, like I said earlier and like Dart said before, um, it's a long, slippery slope to go down with the could have, should have, would have, and the what ifs and the ands and buts. So I'm just going to let Nick go. Darth, you're not going to say anything because I want to go no, last. I'm going to say something. Yeah, I'm going to say something now. Um, honestly, I think this series is a perfect example of what I said, but for my predictions for the wild card series on how the Yankee offense this season, I know this season has been so hot and cold. And now the Yankees decided to be hot during the wild card series. Honestly, it was an, it was an amazing series for what it was. And then they basically decided to do this like hot and cold stretch throughout the series. And also what you're saying about Boone, also, I, I kind of, I kind of agree. I also think he's going to be a big scapegoat. Honestly, I was kind of using him a little bit as a scapegoat. I'm not going to lie. And in terms of what he did in game two, I think he was, he was, he was just really trying to be like, like he was trying to be cute. And honestly, I think, honestly, I, I agree with Cam. The, the Rays, at least to me, are just a better team and are kind of managed just better. And especially, I feel like the Rays are great, a great team for what they have. They're, they have, like a, like, a 70 million payroll. It's, like, one-third of the Yankees' payroll. And, and they, they, they destroyed the Yankees, not even in the series, but in, in, in the regular season. And, and Boone, and what have you seen about Boone is I've seen a lot of people – I mean, obviously, he's getting a lot of hate right now. But, like, even before, I've seen like a lot of people, like, like a lot of sympathizers with Boone. I, you know, I get it. I've seen a lot of people say that he's like such a great manager just because he wins a lot of games. I feel like a bunch of people don't understand. You're going to win a lot of games when you have an all-star team. And that's what we saw when, when, when we had some of these injuries to a bunch of players. He obviously wasn't doing so well. And you could say, when, you could say that, that they wasn't doing well, obviously, because of injuries. But the thing is, the Rays had a bunch of injuries, too. And that's why I feel like the Rays manager, Kevin Cash, he, he's smart in terms of he is able to work with what he has. Like, he's great at working with what he has, and the Rays are just smart with matchups in, 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 in games. And I feel like Boone, in, in a sense, in game two, tried to copy that smartness with matchups and everything, and it, it really just backfired because it's true. If it would have worked, everyone would have said that, that that's such a great thing he did. It's, it's amazing. Like, so smart, but it completely backfired, and Honestly, I can see I can see a lot of people saying that. Honestly, game two, game two in a sense might have even cost them the series. So, but yeah, my turn. All right. So, yep. Um, listen, this is a tough pill for me to swallow because all year on the podcast I've been saying believe, 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 and yesterday after wait was it yesterday. Yeah. It was, oh, technically it was two days ago now. It's twelve o'clock. But Cameron was like, "Oh, I told you, I told you so, I told you so." But I'll give my analysis on that later at the end of my rant. Um, so I'm not gonna go through every game. I'm gonna go through the games that pretty much screwed us over. Um, game two, uh, that was horribly managed. Um, but Manny, like Manny said, if that goes well, everyone's praising Boone. If it goes wrong, if it goes wrong like it did, everyone wants to kill Boone. Um, 
you know, I'm not entirely sure whose exact decision it was. You know, they're going to say it was is Boone's decision because they're not, they're never going to admit it was with the front office's decision. Like, that's just never going to happen. But we will never know whose it really decision it really was. Um, the thing that I hate about that is that Devi Garcia pitched one inning this whole damn series. Um, Jay had pitching more innings than him. Granted, they pitched the same game, but that just can't happen. That's that's just terrible. Like I don't know how that happens. Like I don't I don't even know what to say to that. Like he was literally fine. He gave up the one run. Like we literally probably win the series if we win that game. Like that's literally the game. Um, and you know that's pretty unfortunate game. You know, game three. Um, Tanaka pretty much got rocked this postseason. And um, it's pretty sad, you know. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I want him back next year, no matter even with all that happened this year. Um, but he um, you know, one thing I was told. Oh, because listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. We what was the score of that game? I don't really remember, but it was the home run to Kiermaier pretty much killed us. Um, I'm gonna say one thing. This series is not on the umpires. I'm not, I'm not, we lost because we lost. Plain and simple. We could have won that series even with the umpire screwing us over. We could have won that series. We should have won that series. Um, but it didn't help. Game three was terrible. That was, we had a double play. We had a, we had a strike him out there about double play. We literally had it. That was strike three with Amis. That was strike three. I don't care if anyone has a box that shows me. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the goddamn game. That is strike three. That is strike three. He's literally calling it on us half the time. That's strike three. And and Wendell's out at second easily. And the Kiermaier homer's a one run, a one a solo home run. Like it like I I don't understand. That's not the reason we lost, but that's a big reason that we gave up a lot of runs in that game. Um so and also I don't agree with the fact that oh the umps Gio Shella hit a grand slam, it shouldn't have happened in the Walker game. I don't agree with that. Like that happened in the wildcard series. These are two different series. There, that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a makeup call in the next series with a whole different team. That's not how that works. You don't take away an ALDS game three possible um, strike mount throw on double play because Jorichella hit a grand slam off of the Indians. That that's not how that works. And if you want to make the case, the makeup case for it, then I'll give you the makeup case. In game one, with the bases loaded, I think it was a base loaded. Higgy, they and Cole got crossed up. That was a makeup call because that was that was a strike, and they didn't call it. So that the idea that oh makeup call whatever lumps are terrible, but again I'm not gonna say that's the reason we lost the series. Um, you know one thing I'm gonna say though, um, Kyle Higashio called that game, and now I I know I said the umpire kind of screwed Tanaka over in terms of giving up the difference of a three run home run solo home run. Gary Sanchez called one game this series. Yeah, it was a game we lost, game two. But one thing I want to say, the way Yankees Twitter makes Kyle Higashioka sound, and they make him sound like a god. They make Gary Sanchez sound like he's the reason we didn't win the series. Gary didn't catch four or five games. I know that hurts my case when I'm saying this. Before this year, Gary Sanchez caught every single one of Masahiro Tanaka's playoff starts. Every single one except for the 2015 wildcard game. Every single damn one. And he had virtually no problems. Now, I'm not saying Tanaka wouldn't have ran into trouble with Gary there, and I understand Higgy's been playing well, 
but I don't want to hear anyone say that, oh, Gary, oh, Gary's the reason our pitchers are pitching bad because Higgy caught four of the five games of the series and we lost the series. We lost the series. And every single time a pitcher pitched horribly this season when Gary was catching, it's all oh, Gary's fault, Gary's fault. Well, I didn't see anyone saying Kyle, it was Kyle Higashioka's fault, more or less in a playoff game. No one was saying that. Absolutely no one was saying that. That's a problem to me. I, that just can't happen. Um, uh, game five, um, you know, that can't happen. You can't go one run. Like, you can't, not, you can't score one run. And, like, the thing about that is, like, like this offense, it, that's been the problem. Like, I know so many people say we've been one pitcher away, one pitcher away. And for the case of that, I'll say this. We've been one pitcher away. We got Garrett Cole. And now, honestly, it kind of sucks because it kind of sucks because you got Severino and Paxton going out. Now, when you sign Garrett Cole, the idea is to add him onto Severino Paxton and Tanaka, not to replace them. So, like, I'm not going to say, again, that's not the reason we lost, but, like, that's, like, Swift, Sevy gone, signing Cole's a mute point because it defeats the purpose. Like, yeah, he's better than them, but he's not supposed to replace them. He's supposed to add on to them. The bats have always been a problem, though, come postseason time. We just haven't been able to win because of the bats. You can say what you want about pitching. It's been the bats every single year, going radio silent. That that's terrible. Um, game five was. Uh, oh, yeah, I already mentioned that. Um, one thing I want to say about Judge catching that ball. Actually, you're Cameron in this aspect. Judges are not catching that ball regardless of the overhang or not. He it was just too over. Like it hit off the off the top of the wall, but like that wasn't being caught. Like he wouldn't have been able to reach back because even if there's no under thing, like the wall is still extended. Like he's not catching that ball, so. Um, and I, the Chapman move, I'm not going to lie with you. It sucks. He gave up the home run two years in a row, but part of me, like a uh, part of me agrees with that. And I know you guys are gonna be like, Oh, what's wrong with you? One thing I saw on Twitter, you can't wait for a hypothetical moment to happen. In 2016, the American Walker game, Buck Showalter didn't put in Zach Britton for a moment that never happened. And we and he watched you, Baldo Jimenez, give up a three-run walk-off home run to Edwin Carnacion. Why he was saving Brendan, I don't know. But you can't save someone for a moment that doesn't happen. If you put Adovino or maybe Green, Green, who was going to go, I guess, I think the third day in a row in the game, then and Green gives up five runs, then Chapman's never getting in the game. And it's like, well, you never brought in your best your, your closer to try to stop the bleeding. And we, so, know, we know that Adovino hasn't exactly been – the best postseason pitcher. Exactly. And, like, like I don't know. That's 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 terrible. I think, you know, changes need to be made. Um, Listen, I want to say something about DJ LeMayu. Obviously, I want him to be signed. Obviously. But him, Gio Scheller, and Aaron Judge this series did nothing. I don't care if DJ had to hit every game. Yeah, his, his hit in game four was when we were literally up by a couple runs. Like, like you can't – like, there's no dispute. They didn't do anything this series. They did nothing. Like, I don't care if Judge hit a home run in game one. I don't care if he hit a home run in game five. I, I legitimately but, but Both care. of them had WRCs under 100, and I think Judge they were was bad. 71, DJ was 74. So even garbage time or not, like, they didn't hit at all. So They, mm-hmm. they were bad. They were bad. They were bad. Yeah. It's, there's no escaping. They were bad. 
And you know what's crazy about that? All these years we've been saying, like, the last year's DJ is the top of our offense. This proved it. This proved it. He's the one who gets offense going. He didn't hit. We didn't win the series. That That's terrible. And I'm just going to recap on, like, basically overall just losing this series. Um, changes need to be made. Um, I see – I see I, – I, I can't stand – I mean, he didn't say it really this year, but like I could tell he was thinking it. Judge every year goes, "Oh, this is a season's a failure." Um, we use I'm used to fuel me to the offseason, but how long are you gonna say that until you finally get the job done? Like, how long is it gonna take? How long is it gonna take? You say this every year, and you never, and we still haven't done it yet. That's <clears throat> that, that's that's not okay. That's not okay. And I saw Aaron Boone say in his press conference, "Oh, this season wasn't a failure. We had ups and downs." No, it is a failure. It is a damn failure. We lost. We didn't win the World Series. We didn't win the World Series. And for the, real quick, for the people who are hating on us and making fun of us, Jurassic Mark, whatever, he's a troll. I know I'm probably getting publicity, but this has to be said. Mm-hmm. Listen, I think as Yankee fans have to take solace in this. We, people don't like, like, people like to see us lose because they aren't us. Like, that's a fact. Like, that's a fact. They don't like, they want, they don't want to see us win because we've won more. Like, I don't want to say the worst, you know, the amount, but like, we've won more. That's the reason they don't want to see us win because they haven't been at our level. And that's a fact. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. So like, that's the, what's the only way I can take solace in seeing people make fun of us. Like, you're hating us because you ain't us. Like, regardless if we lost this year, we're still a class franchise. We're still the, the best franchise in the history of the sport. Like, that's why people like to make fun of us because they don't want to see us win because we they think we've won too much, and they're not the ones who have won that much. It's like, in my, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is personally for me. This is worse than 2018. Mm-hmm. But to me, to me, this is worse personally. I'd um, like to uh, chime in. On, I believe it was you that's. Oh, go ahead. Wait, wait, one second. I I just want to say a couple more things before I end this. I'm tired of losing teams that trash talk us. 2017 was whatever because they didn't really trash talk. Houston didn't really trash talk. It wasn't like that was just the second time we played them the whole season. They really trash talk. Trash talking was like pretty much more 2019. Three years in a row, we lost a team that trash talk. Boston and Tampa both played our songs. Like, how, like, like I know I said before, oh, when is it going to feel you? This better feel They better win next year. This is, like, you can't have teams making fun of you, clowning you. Like, we're the New York damn Yankees. You, that can't happen. You lost to three straight teams that have clowned you and then proved it, like prove, like prove their clownery on the field three years in a row. Like what, like, what do you do? Like, how can you not like come back? Kevin Cash said, Oh, I have a whole stable of guys. You can throw 90. Yeah. And they did. They did game one. I was like, yo, where the hell is the stable game five? They just down. Like, how does that happen? How does that happen there? And, Listen, we were the better team on paper beginning of the season, end of the season. I don't care what anyone says. On paper, we're the better team. We should win the series on paper, yes. But they didn't get it done. And listen, I don't want, I don't want to hear anyone say they're our dads. Listen, I understand we lost all season to them and the playoffs to them. But And people have said to me the main reason they're our dads because they beat us in the playoff series. Okay, so I guess that means the, the first time, this is the first time we play in the play, playoffs. We can literally beat them next year. Will that still mean they're our dads in the playoffs? No. It won't mean it won't because they were never our dads in the first place. They still haven't even won the World Series yet. They still have to get past the Astros. If if them beating us in a postseason series means they're our dads forever, 
then I guess the Phillies are the Rays' dad because the Phillies beat the Rays in the 2008 World Series. Yeah. Ouch. Last thing I'm going to say, despite all the disappointment, Cameron was like, oh, I told you guys, I told you guys, I told you guys. It took uh-huh. you like 20 tries to be right. It took you 20, I literally it took you told you far. I wasn't proud of this. It, it took I told you, like you I wasn't no, proud no, 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 of being no, no, no. right. I literally told no, no. you I wasn't happy okay. that I was right. Whatever, whatever. I'm just saying. It's whatever. You were right. But if I had to do the season over again and I knew what was going to happen, 100 out of 100 times, I'm still sticking with the team. Mm-hmm. So. Um, okay, but at what point does it go from I want confidence to just blind faith? Because no, honestly, I, 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 I honestly, honestly, no, yes, I, I know we had a chance. For the last four years, we've had a chance. Guess what? We bungled it. We fucked it up. Yeah. And honestly, going in the next year, I'm going to be very cautiously optimistic because they do the same shit every year. Every the last three years, they've had some big acquisition in the off season that was supposed to. So what do you say to the, the Dodgers? Top. What do you say to the Dodgers then? What do you say to the Dodgers then? They're hilarious. They're the hilarious chokers of the National League. That that's all I'll say. It's hilarious to see them lose so every year as well. So I want to say. I just want to say something. So they're gonna lose, I guess, this year then. Okay, I don't. I I don't. I don't know if they're gonna lose this year. I don't know if they're gonna lose this year. All I know is that the Yankees have got. Okay, back to my initial point. For the last three years, they've had the Yankees have had some big acquisition that was supposed to push them over the top and win them number twenty-eight. Who was it in twenty-eighteen? Giancarlo Stanton. Twenty nineteen. James James Paxton. James Paxton. Sorry. James Paxton was supposed to be that no hitter last. He he threw a no hitter in the year they acquired. He threw one no hitter. He threw one like he threw a no hitter. Listen, that's value. Dude, and he was a goddamn ace. He was a god. He was a goddamn ace. I believe he was an all-star. And we expected him to be an ace. Guess what happened in 2019? Granted, there were some buzzers involved, but they lost Houston. 2020, Garrett Cole. He was okay. supposed to be the guy that so shoved him over the top. I'm not Dodgers blaming discuss. anything on Cole. I guess the Dodgers shouldn't. I guess Dodgers fans shouldn't believe in them this year. Then. All right. All right. I, want want all right. right. I want to comment. I want to comment. I want to comment on this Yankee series. Go ahead. I think the thing is that the Yankees tried to outsmart the Rays, but the thing is, you just can't outsmart the Rays. Yeah. The Rays are too smart. Yep. They saw that thing you don't beat the a Rays mile away. Mm-hmm. They were hoping, they were hoping that the Rays would set out a ton of lefties so they could, like, switch over to half in a second and get that lefty-lefty matchup, but they didn't. And after that, after they see the lineup, you just think, oh, maybe we should just ride with Debbie for a little bit and see how long he goes until he freaking falls apart. And they didn't do that. They put half in, and he got destroyed. I think it's a little bit of everything yeah. in the series. I think so you're I definitely say, right. I, I gotta go with Alex. Uh, I think you're definitely yeah. right with that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to point in that, you know, this is something that could have worked. It very well could have worked, and I think we mentioned that before, but the Rays, you gotta expect that they're ready for it. Like this is their this is their shit. Like, you know, you don't beat you don't beat Tampa at their own game. And if you do, you gotta execute it to perfection. And perfection does not entail J A half. Yeah. Yep. It was it was half assed man decision. Half assed managing decisions. Uh and then I also have a problem with Higgy. 
Yeah, as you said, the one uh, time that Tanaka wasn't paired with Higgy, it was the 2015 wildcard game. That ended in a loss. Uh, or I mean, with Sanchez, I beg your pardon. And I think just you got you yeah. got to keep you got to keep that matchup. Um, you can put Higgy at the DH if you want, but you just got to keep the same way they want Higgy with Cole. And I think, yeah, favor, I think... real quick, I want I want to know I want to know everyone in this chat who um who cares that we the Yankees won the division last year? Like who who celebrates we won the division last year in 2019? I, mean, I don't celebrate. I don't celebrate. Cele- wait, no, answer it. Who celebrates? No one, uh, right? No. No one. No one celebrates, right? No one celebrates. I before this podcast, before I before this podcast, I said, "Oh, the Rays. If the Rays don't win, this means nothing." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And Cameron said to me, "No, it, they own us." Okay. They they beat us, but in terms of the sport, oh, overall right. sport, the Rays. The Rays. Listen. No one's. No one's celebrating the Yankees winning division. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You don't. Okay, they might because they have nothing in their goddamn history. But you don't celebrate goddamn division mm-hmm. titles. You just celebrate World Series titles. I so second I that. Who, who I second gives that. a shit about history? Who gives a shit about history? I don't. We're talking I about say I okay. So talking you, about you, still, you still, you still, you still don't. You still don't. You still don't. You still celebrate World Series titles only. We're gonna need a media. I want to say something. I want to say something. Yeah, we're going to need a boxing ring bell. But anyways, ding, ding, what I want to say is is that yeah, I celebrated division title in 2018 because it was like, yeah, we've been rebuilding for a while now, and we finally are back on top of the division. 2019, it was like, you know what? We accomplished everything after every other team in the division got hype. And this year, it's like, you know what? Job's not finished. Job's mm-hmm. not finished. We gotta exactly. win a damn playoff. Like Elijah, series. if the Braves don't win this year, does anything mean anything? Like, does it mean anything to you? I'll, I'll be glad we've won two playoff series now, but if it's so like overall, like if you lose the if you don't win the World Series, it was a season of failure. I don't think so. Uh, For a team not, like the Braves, yeah, not totally, not totally. Not I think I think teams' expectations are different. I think for the Yankees, it's a team that's been you know. <laughs> The, the standard of excellence. Um, At this point, though, for the Rays, is it a failure? I'm talking. I'm talking about the Braves, right, Joe? I know. I'm saying, but for the Rays, would it be a failure at this point if they don't win? All right. All right. They all got right. past you us. I don't know. Let's, let's stop talking about. We all we all know the Rays' standard is just to beat the Yankees, so they could get swept by the. Yeah, Astros yeah, yeah. They did what their goal was. I think. That's kind of sad. <laughs> That's their only goal. It's that sad or not, but they did it. You know, so like, congrats to the Rays. They. You know, they played hard. They deserve it. The San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles. San Diego. The Los Padres. Get. Get. Woo. I'm going to tear Please get that out of my my head. Get humbled. Get humbled. Humbled. That's all I can say about that, series. Humbled. All they did was be arrogant. All they did was talk so much shit. All they did was be like, like Slam Diego, and then the media was buying to it. Fan bases were buying into it again. Very big 2017 National Predators vibes about how they were cool and they were cocky until that cockiness kind of became really, really, really annoying. And then uh, they got swept by the Dodgers, the team that you know the the thing that like you know like they were dreaming about. Like, oh my god, we're gonna beat the Dodgers. We're gonna do it. We're gonna beat the Dodgers. Yep. We're gonna beat the Dodgers, you know, kind of like the, the Rays this year. And and it's like 
and <laughs> but they didn't end up like the Rays. They yeah. ended what I up think losing. Is. They ended up getting swept by the Dodgers, which I'm I'm gonna say flat out. I was rooting for the Dodgers that series. I was sick and tired of the whole hype machine of Slam Diego. Um, I was so sick and tired of it. I think we've we saw this series the importance of a team being a buzzsaw coming into the playoffs. Um. I, I hate to toot my own horn here, but the, you look at the 2019 Nationals, they weren't a great team on paper, but they went the distance and they pulled out on top. Whether or not that was Kershaw choking, who knows? Um, but you look at San Diego and they hyped themselves up to the point where they thought they were invincible and they got cocky and look what happened. You you beat up you beat up crappy teams all season like the Padre, I mean, like the Giants and I love the Giants. Um they're not love, but I'm a fan, I root for the Giants actively. You know, you beat up them, you beat up the Diamondbacks. Those are easy teams to beat. But when you play a team like the Dodgers, you see what happens. And um I think they definitely got shown up there. The only competitive game there was game but, 2. What I think is yeah, what I think is I, What I Okay, think um is, I just want to Okay, you go first, Joe. Okay, I'll go there. Yeah, you can go. All right, okay. So, um, <laughs> what I want to say about the well, what I want to say about the Padres is like, um, sure, they were a little bit overhyped, but you know, they had the second best record in all of the National League, I think. And um, you don't get to that point by being a team of scrubs, right? And even though I, I think they lo- they had a little bit of. Um, bad luck in the sense of they ended up drawing the Dodgers. And um, that is one of the downfalls that they had. And they kept it close in game two. You got to give them that. Games one and three, not so much. But I think what this just showed is that um, even even like, you know, with the 2019 Nationals, what Alex brought up is that they had that underdog magic. And, you know, there's one of those teams every year. The Padres might have been that team this year. But – um, they didn't have, uh, you know, I didn't might poke be saying the bear. This from a, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be saying this from a perspective of a salty Yankees fan, but the postseason is a crapshoot. You know, you don't all, the best team doesn't always win small sample size, mm-hmm. this and that. And, um, you know, there was, I, I wouldn't blame people for saying the Padres might have won that series because one, you know, you, you love rooting for an underdog to knock off, um, especially the big bad Dodgers of the National League. But they have work to do because that series proved that you know, they are a good team. They are a top five team in the National League probably when playoffs are back to normal next year. They're probably a wild card team. But can they hang with, you know, the absolute top seeds of the National League right now? Probably not. I just want to say from watching that series – just it just looked like that the Dodgers were just better than them in basically every aspect. They pitched better, their bullpen was better, and overall the Dodgers offense was just way too good for the Padres. Mm-hmm. Let's, talk, let's talk about that freaking Cody Bellinger catch though. That's one of the best catches Ooh, I've ever seen in history. That was Flashes of uh, 2019, like extra innings. Yeah. What a catch. Whew. It's uh, big dude, balls play. It was also off a, off a Tatis. 
<laughs> Man, dude, you can tell Tatis wants to pimp that one so badly. And he was just, he was ready. He was looking at the camera. Because you knew that MLB MLB social media was clamoring at posting it. Wait, have you seen that meme on Twitter? And whenever the MLB Twitter account posts literally anything on on the Padres, it's that meme where it's that, where where it's like the MLB logo walking up to like the two urinal right next to like Fernando Tatis or the Padres, like that one. You know that one? Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. No, John, there you go. I don't see a problem with it though. They're marketing the stars, and that's mm-hmm. what we all but like. Want. No, no, no. But the thing is, whenever I said anything bad, whenever not not even anything bad, but whenever I remotely questioned the Padres and some of their antics, meanwhile, I don't have a problem bad flipping. I don't give a shit about bad flipping. If you, like, if you to take someone's shit deep, like if it, bad, like, you know, know, like it can't be a wall scraper. It can't be a wall scraper though. It cannot be a wall scraper. That just looks stupid. Like, like if you pimp like Manny Machado in the World Series in 2018, where he pimped a really long single, that was bad. Or like Randy um, Rosarena in in Game Five when Garner, yeah, in Game Garner Five, Garner him. made that Stupid catch. Loser. He pimped it. Like loser. he was like, okay, he's not a loser. He's a winner, but but like, he <laughs> that put the first inning home run. Don't get off track. Don't get off track. Okay, let, let's not let's not kill each other. Let's not kill each other. We've already gone over that. But like you know. it was, like it's. But whenever I said something remotely close to negative about the Padres, I just get called like, oh, "You're a boomer. You don't want the game. You don't want the game to grow. You're 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 discouraging personality." I'm like, I just. I'm sorry, I just think that a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2006 should exactly act like they're the hottest shit since sliced bread. I'm sorry, that's, I don't think that's how it should work. It's more fire under their ass than big balls, you know? Uh, all right, I think, yeah. The Padres and Dodgers are going to be so exciting to see over the next 10 years. That is going to be one hell of a rivalry, folks. Titans, man. No, um, but I, I just want to be careful with saying, like, you know, projecting this out, saying that, okay, it's going to be great for the next 10 years. Because after 2018, um, everyone was like, oh, the Yankees and Red Sox are going to be, like, duking it out at each other for, like, the next five five plus years. And then Sox, the Red Sox, Sox fell apart. Yeah, they Sox. fell apart the year right after. So I sort really of like say that. Players. Poverty you could, team. You could sort of say that about the 2015 Mets too, because like their rotation yeah. was young, and it's gonna be like, yeah, this is gonna be a team that's gonna shut down the opposing team, the opposing lineups for a while, and it's just like lost, lost to Connor Gillespie. That's what happened. Well, Connor, but at least the, the twenty the 2018 Red Sox at least could say that they won a championship, and the 2015 Mets said could at least say that they made it there. But what can the Padres oh. say? Like if they inevitably collapse and then put that wild card banner up. With... 
I know. Like, what, <laughs> what did the Padres even have to claim for it? Nothing. Whatever rivalry they have with the Dodgers after this, like, what do they even have to prove for it? They don't have Dodgers anything. better when they ring. Honestly, at this yeah, point, no, it's not a rivalry. My, my point was more so, yeah, my, my point was more so that let's not call it, like, a long-standing rivalry or say it's going to go on for 10 years. And um, when I said the Yankees-Red Sox thing, it was not in the context of, oh, they've had a rivalry for, like, you know, 100 years before this, even though um, the Yankees beat up on the Red Sox for, like, 86 of those years. But um, what I was more so um, <laughs> aiming towards the fact that, okay, after 2018, we're like, oh, both these teams are good, they're young, and um, they're going to keep being, like – you know, rivals uh, at duking it out for the top of the division for the next 10 years. And they and Red Sox fell apart literally the next year. So I want to see like some sustained excellence from the Padres before, you know, you're going to call it a rival. Yeah, yeah. No Jackalita for you. No Kumar Rocker for you. I'm hearing <laughs> on that. I'm just going to put that out there. It's a case of Big uh, Brother running laps on Little Brother so far, um, in my opinion. I was talking about buzz saws. Uh, what about the Marlins? Ooh. Oh, I, oh, I thought they were. Oh. You know what? You know what? No, no, no. Let me take over. It's my time now. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Let's go. Floor's yours. All right, Josh. Floor's yours. Come on, man. Little- there's a certain little fucker who came on the pod and said, you know what? Marlins at four. We've got the hype. We've got the swagger. And everyone else was like, it's going to be a close series. It's going to be a close series. And I said, no. The Braves are going to destroy them. I said Braves in four. And you know what? I was wrong. Because it was Braves in three. Let's, talk, let's start with game one. Game one. All right. You know what? Ronald Acuna, he owns the Marlins. I don't give a shit about what happened in games two and three. It's still a known fact that he owns the Marlins. Ronald Acuna, it's a 450 foot opposite field home run, leadoff home run at that. Bad flips the hell out of it. Braves up one nothing. Now, Max Freed, he did not pitch well. I will admit that. He did not have a stuff. He, like, he gave up a solo home run to Rojas in the second and then gave up three runs in the third. But you know what? Roll with it. He didn't completely collapse. It was four runs in four innings, which obviously isn't good. But I'm well, hoping he'll bounce back against the uh, Dodgers. And then bond with that inning, guess what? The Marlins hit Acuna again. Again. That's right. Again. And you know what? Acuna got all pissy about that because he should have. And you know what? The, right, the way to get back on them, get get back at them, isn't about fighting them, isn't about kicking the shit out of all the contracts. We know Acuna would, but the thing is, it's scoring on them. And that's what Marcelo Zuna is, and that's what they did. Marcelo Zuna hit a double down the left field nine. Acuna absolutely booked it, scored from first on that play, and it was four two. Then Travis Arnaud, I will talk about this man later. He double, he doubled home Ozuna and made it four three. Then in the bottom of the seventh inning. Guess what? Ozuna delivers again. He he has a single to drive in. I think it was I think it was uh, Acuna or Freeman, and it's tie game now. Travis Arnaud, bombed of seventh, four four. Hits a solo home. Hits a three run home run to center field, and that is what ended up being the key piece in that. And then there's always young hot Dansby Swanson. Hits a two-run home run to add some assurance to that, making 9-4. The Marlins, you know, they get one, they get one back in the top of the eighth. You know, a little curse you want. Good job. You're staying in it. But guess what? Melanson shut down. Braves win. 9-5. Stuck on that Miami. Game two, though, 
Game two was a pitching showdown between Ian Anderson and Pablo Lopez. Ian Anderson, I just want to talk about this kid. He is unbelievable. He has pitched with such big falls. He drags it on the sidewalk. In 11 innings of postseason action so far, he has given up no runs. Zero. Zilch. Nada. And then the Wade Brave score is Travis Darno hits a solo home run. And then Dansby Swanson hits another home run. Those two guys have come up big in the series so far. The bullpen locks it down. Well, <laughs> I know you guys heard that phrase <laughs> <break> before. <laughs> Melanson What's hits that? Game two. And then all the momentum heading in game three with Kyle Wright and Sixto Sanchez. It's going to be like, oh, you know what? Marlins might take this one because Sixto Sanchez has been really good. And Kyle mm-hmm. Wright is finicky. Well, you know what? The Braves, they bitch Sixto Sanchez. They bitch that man. In the tune of what? Five runs? Four runs? Something like that? They bitched him. And Kyle Wright pitches beautifully. Oh man! Uh, forget it's unbelievable. It starts. It starts in the third inning. Marcelo Zuna does it again. He singles home, and then Darno hits a ball about four and five feet. That didn't get out. But it scored two runners, and then Dam- and then Davis Watson hits a sacrifice fly, makes it four nothing, and then in the top of the fourth. Freddie Freeman, he delivers. He makes it 5 nothing. And then Dandre Swanson, he does what he does. He delivers in the top of the fifth. Singling to right, scoring Ozzy Albies to make it 6 nothing. And then Adam Duvall, who was, I will admit, very cold in this series. He doubles to center, scores Dansby, and that makes it 7 nothing. And then Kyle Wright, he does the rest. Six innings, three hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. He got in big jams in the second and third. But guess what? He got out of it. AJ Mentor, shut down inning. Jacob Webb, shut down inning. Shut out it. Shut down inning. Brave sweep the Marlins. Fuck you, Miami. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Um, okay. And now, and now, and now on. Oh wait. Oh wait. I forgot. Um. Must feel oh, good to win. Thoughts. I forgot he's not the only one giving his thoughts. Forgot. Uh. God. Wow. Okay. We can continue. I'm done. You're not gonna, you don't want to give thoughts on the series? The Braves, <laughs> young stars. I mean, I don't I don't have anything to say. I mean, Ja. Covered it, covered it all. Covered it he all. covered all bases. Yeah, Ja did it. And okay. to a certain you say. person you... and, and a message to give to a certain person. I got this. I got this. I got this. Fuck, right, you. Fuck 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 you. Don't do that. Wow. Demonetized. All we, all we can say to that man. <laughs> ah, the darkest pit of hell has opened to swallow you all. Keep yeah, double like, waiting, dude, old friend. Don't be That's doing that crap. What he said. Like, like, and uh, like, yeah, yeah, the devil waiting. We don't condone that on the Let the Kids Talk podcast. We don't yeah, condone yeah. that shit. We literally wrote, we wrote a statement on it. Y'all wrote like a goddamn thing. I'll say it. Not a good look. Bible. Not a good look. Not a good look. Let's move on to the American League Championship Series and National Championship Series previews. Yep. We'll talk, yeah. The Tampa Bay Rays versus those cheating Astros. What do we think? So, uh, Rays and six. Rays and six. Rays and six. Rays and four. Rays and four. 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 Four
Um, I think it's going to be a battle of the bullpens. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, sort of uh, dabbling by both managers. I know Dusty Baker is considered one of those boomer managers, but I still think he'll utilize those medium-term arms for bullpen. I know Urquidy is a little bit of a longer uh, arm considered a starter nowadays, but I think we'll see like a lot of short, you know, I wouldn't say spot starts, but, you know, dividing the work more efficiently, sort of like uh, 2019, again, Washington Nationals, where they just, you know, get their starters to go two innings pretty much, and then let their couple of bullpen guys close it out. Um, and I think just the race have a better bullpen, and they'll, you know, just beat it. I think Rays in five or six. I know the Astros, they have been very good, and I predicted the Twins and Athletics to win. But the Rays, I feel like they're just a monster. They pitch well, and they hit well when it matters. Randy Arozarena is the hottest man on the earth right now, and their pitching is going to get it done. Their bullpen, they have so many guys. You can play in so many different situations that can lock it down. And I believe Astros, they're going to put up a fight in each of these games, but ultimately... I don't think it'll matter in the end. Rays and six. I'm saying Rays and four because I just think the Astros are going to get blitzed. Now, um, I don't really care because, you know, screw both of these teams, in my opinion. Um, I said in the last episode that uh, reg- uh, whoever won the Yankees race series is going to the World Series. They're not, the Astros are getting past the ball, man. Well, I just think it's their time. I think their luck's going to run out. Um... Yeah, raising four, but once they get to a World Series, nationally champions will get it. <laughs> I'm gonna um, go with I'm... raising six also because, um, as much as I do have to give credit to the Astros' offense as of lately, um, I do agree that whatever pitching the Rays have to offer, whether it be starting pitching or especially their bullpen, I don't think the Astros will match up well against it. And um, while I do see it being somewhat close, um, I think their race will end up going to the World Series. Okay, I, I'm going to go with Rays in five. And uh, the reason I say this is because, um, especially with no off days, is a big thing that I think needs to be considered, is that bullpen depth is more important than it ever will be. Because you can't rely on riding starters as hard as um, you, you would have been able to, let's say, um, the way the Nationals did last year. And I honestly could not name one elite reliever that the Astros have, aside from maybe Osuna. Um, and Ryan Presley. This year. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, Osuna's, um, Osuna's out, so probably just Ryan Presley. And with that said, um, the Astros rotation, I know they have Zach Greinke, but behind that, I think Framber Valdez and uh, Christian Javier, they're inconsistent. That's what what my impression has been. And I don't think that sort of luck can hold up over the course of a long series. And I said this last time against the Athletics, but the Athletics pitching shit the bed. The Rays pitching should be able to not do that. And, um, you know, the offense can tee off that Astros bullpen. We, we all saw they know how to work counts as good as anybody in the ALDS against, um, against our Yankees. So they can do the same thing in this series and, um, you know, sort of 
get the starters out there and you know go to work on that below average bullpen, then there should really be a breeze for the Rays. Mm-hmm. The Astros have taken over the Cardinals' devil magic. Listen, listen, listen. All I'm going to say, personally, me, I'm going against everybody. I'm saying Astros in six. And let me tell I don't you exactly why. Listen, let me tell you exactly why. Honestly, I think, personally, and honestly, I feel like I'm going to eat my words. But I think the offense is going to continue. Their pitching is, 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 is iffy. But honestly, a big reason why I'm going with the Astros, even though the Rays, the Rays are great, that's what I'm saying, most likely probably in six or seven. Honestly, I think most, most of the reason why the Astros have been so good, at least in this postseason, is for the simple fact, honestly, I think of what Korea said, I feel like they're trying to, they're trying to prove, they're trying to prove that haters wrong. I mean, it's funny because in reality, everyone knows the that they cheated. And not, <laughs> and in reality, everyone knows that they cheated. And that would, nothing will never change that. But I guess in their in some mentality they have, um, that mentality is there. I don't know. Also, I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> how do you prove? How do you prove the haters wrong? You literally got caught. You're not getting proved exactly. Wrong. Listen, it listen, listen, listen. Science. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They cheated. So I don't know exactly why Carlos Correa said that. But I, I guess, guess I guess it's it. just a part of it. They're trying to prove that they can win a World Series without cheating. That they don't need to cheat to win. Well, guess what? You still cheated. I don't care. That's like saying if I if I cheat on someone and be like, <laughs> oh, well, guess what? I didn't need to, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> I can make a very. I could have funny... used I could have used a metaphor there, but I decided. Yeah, to yeah. Choose. I was going to make that joke, but I felt like it was a little bit too soon. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think the Rays. The Rays are just too good. I think they're complete. They're one of the most complete teams in the league. That bullpen, it's just you can you can plot so many guys into so many different spots. And it's just it seems like they have a different guy closing like every game. And it's just like they're good. They are it's good. good. It's like a diamond oh, go ahead. It seems like they can hit in the clutch. Mm-hmm. It's like a diamond dynasty bullpen they had. Like they had a uh, Blake Snell and Charlie Morton warming up in the bullpen in the bottom of the ninth. There, like oh, uh, they were just trolling at that point. It was just to get them some cardio. Exactly. Uh, what a moment, man. Kevin Cash knows how to manage his pitchers. You know, almost better than any manager in baseball. Mm-hmm. And um, that's good. Look, I-, I said this year in Game Four. I was really nervous because. Even though we won that game, Ryan Yarbrough gave them like six innings, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is bad, because now they have everyone rested for um, game five tomorrow. And if, if 420 IQ moves against the Astros, they've got no shot. I'm just going to add in my two cents here. Um, personally, I don't see the Astros getting past the Rays pitching. Um, obviously, we've seen that the Astros are a better team than what their record showed uh, during the regular season, but um, I just think the Rays pitching is too good, but um, I'm probably going to get hated on for saying this, but I'm low-key, like, kind of rooting for the Astros, just because, like, I want to see, like, everyone's reaction on MLB Twitter. Like, I know so many people are going to be heated if they make it to the World Series, so it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. 
MLB Twitter will go mm. up in flames. Everyone's going to hear Carlos Correa's mouth. Yeah. Big and mouth. With that, right. with that. Just kill me. Just kill me. This is a terrible with scenario. That, yeah. Yeah. With that. I'll, I'll kill every Yankees fans in there if you want me to. If that happens. But with Daddy, that. You can't say that, dude. <laughs> you can't say that. We're, well, you know. Let the kids talk is over. <laughs> let, 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 let the kids talk. Let the kids talk is for sure. We'll be taking off air soon. Yeah, let but the kids lie. That's what it is. That's an violation. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Shut up, dude. We're going to move on to our next series, the NLCS. Totally oh, forgot about this series, to be honest. The two best teams in NL, honestly, which is the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, so um, I'll let you guys go first. I'm gonna uh, save myself for the end. I'm gonna go with um. Now I think it's gonna be a very good series, like I thought the Braves monsters would be. And um, to be honest, my pick changed over the last you know day. Um, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers in seven. Wow. Because. Like I said, it's going to be a long – I think it's going to be a good series. I think it's going to be a pretty long series. I think the Braves are going to show a lot of fight. But the reason I'm going Dodgers 7, I just think this is, like, their time. Like, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I want them to win this one now. Like, I want them to get the hell out of the way already. So, listen, Dodgers, just win your damn chip already so you can move out the way and you can get that chip you guys have all, like, been complaining and, you know, you guys got cheated out one out of – one by the Astros, possibly another by the Red Sox if, you know, they cheated that deep into the season. But just get your chips. Um, yeah. They're going to win in seven. It's going to be – game seven is going to be close, I feel like. Um, And the Braves will be back the next year. Don't get me wrong. That is a great team over there. I, I equally would not be surprised if they get to the World Series. Like, I'm not even saying, like, like if they go to the World Series, whatever. I mean, I will hope whoever wins this series wins the World Series. But – I'm gonna go Dodgers in seven, and hopefully they win the World Series. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe this is a little bit of me being a homer and hating the Braves with my guts, but I think we'll see a Dodgers in five. Um, I think that it's a little bit of a Padres syndrome where, uh, yes, the Braves did have to beat some of the monsters in the AL. Um, but. At the same time, you're beating up on the uh, teams like the Nationals and the uh, Mets and the Phillies, all teams that were uh, quite bad. And um, it doesn't help that your playoff opponent so far. What excuse been, now? Have been very, very poor. Um, I'm not discrediting any of what they've done so far. However, it's I think like it's you are. It's, however, I think it's just. They've been undermatched uh, to this point in the playoffs, and I think they're going to get overwhelmed by the best team in baseball. Um, so I say either five or six going to the Dodgers. I think they'll get one, uh, but I think it will be hard for them to get two or even take it to seven. Real quick on that token, though, the Dodgers had a pretty – might have had an easier road if you think about it, though. They had the Brewers yeah. and they had, they had the deflated Padres. So, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say, like, the pot, like the Braves had the Reds, and the Reds obviously yeah. were no runs, but their pitching staff was no – The Brewers like, are the worst playoff no team joke. ever. no joke. I just want to say that. The yeah. Brewers are the worst playoff team ever. They are definitely the worst playoff team ever. They should have gotten the Reds. The Dodgers should have gotten the Reds. I will always stand with them. The Dodgers should have gotten the Reds. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But yeah, 
Like with me, I see the Dodgers winning in six. I gotta, yeah, yeah, Dodgers in six. The Braves are definitely really good. They, like, in the last couple of years, I haven't exactly bought into everything about the Braves, but this year I really buy them. I think they're really good, but, dude, the Dodgers, they're a ticking time bomb. Man, it's got to be, dude, Dodgers in six, just... I feel like it's – I know it's in six is kind of a cop-out pick and saying it's going to be close, but the Dodgers are a significantly better team. And, yeah, I can see them scraping together a couple wins. You know, Freed and Anderson, they do definitely have quite a few good starts left in their arm. You can't and forget Kyle Wright. Big balls. Yeah, Kyle Wright. Yeah, Kyle Wright. He pitched great against the Marlins in game three. And – Honestly, yeah, the Braves, they're really good, but the Dodgers are just better. It's nothing against nothing against the Braves' jaw. I think they're great. I really like them. I'd kill to see a Yankees-Braves World Series in the future, but it's I it's the Braves aren't just they're not making it this time. The Dodgers, like like Nick said, the Dodgers they just need to get their damn chip out of the way. So it doesn't happen against the Yankees. Please, for the love of God, don't let it happen against the Yankees. I'm going to go with Dodgers in five on this one because I truly believe that this is the Dodgers year and I don't believe that they... I'm, I don't think that they're going to choke this year. I really think that this is their year. Like, it, I don't think they're going to blow it. And I think it will be an interesting matchup because it's arguably two of the best lineups in Major League Baseball. And um, I think that they will build off of each other's strengths. It's a very good matchup, in my opinion. Um, But that being said, I do not believe that the Braves have what it takes to beat the Dodgers because the Dodgers, in all aspects, are the team to beat. And I think this is their year. And as much as the Braves did surprise me this year with um, pretty much everything and have in every aspect of how they've played, I really do think that um, the Dodgers just have the upper hand here, and I think that they'll be winning. Um, I'm going to go with Dodgers in six. Uh, the reason I say this is because I actually, going into the playoffs, um, at the start of the playoffs, if you had told me that the, that the NLCS would be Dodgers versus Braves, and you'd asked me to give a number, I'd probably go Dodgers in four or five. And the reason I say that was because now I'm extending. I'm going to give the Braves a little more length is because I've gotten more confident in the Like Josh said, they showed the fuck up in the wildcard series and in the division series. Granted, um, it, uh, it wasn't against an offense that was really firing on all cylinders. The Marlins were a low-scoring team to begin with. They won on pitching against the Cubs and the Reds. Even though they were hot going in, they, um, they had their streaks. So... I feel like this definitely is going to be the toughest challenge for the Braves pitching so far, but that's not to say that they can't do it. But the Dodgers, I feel like they, you know, you'd have to really nitpick uh, at the Dodgers to find an area where they are um, notably deficient or notably weak. And 
that's why I feel like they have the depth in the sense that um, their postseason hero so far is Will Smith. And that just shows you that they have guys up and down that lineup who can literally shove um, any pitching that they face. Um, and with that said, the bullpen as well, familiar with the strengths of both of the bullpens, but, um, you know, I feel like the Dodgers, again, they're the team to beat. Playoff Kershaw has been non-existent. You know, he had a complete game shutout, I think, and um, against the Brewers, and he, if not a complete game shutout, game shutout he had eight innings, yeah. And um, he, he pitched well in um, against the Padres as well. I feel like uh, with a Bueller, Kershaw, Dustin May, especially if they don't try to get cute with Dustin May like they almost did against the Padres, I don't think the Braves' offense can keep pace with um, the Dodgers' offense in this one. Yeah. Um, honestly, I agree. I say Dodgers in six. Most because, honestly, I also agree. Honestly, it's really just the Dodgers here. But also, I feel like I just have to give credit to the Braves because, honestly, they're all, I mean, their lineup is, is crazy. But the problem is the Dodgers lineup is not only, like, spectacular. Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, all, all these other people. But you also got to take a look at their at their pitching staff. The pitching staff is great. And it'll be even better if 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 Kershaw doesn't revert back to his old form, which he hasn't hasn't done yet in, in, this, in this playoff series. Even the bullpen – has been doing good, like, like really, it's it's true. It's really hard to really find something in this Dodgers team that's that's really bad in any particular way. Like the way they they made they've constructed their team over these past years is is incredible, and I feel like this this year especially is gonna is when they're gonna make that next step. I'm gonna say uh, Dodgers and seven. If you asked me at the beginning of the season if I thought that the Braves were going to be in the NLCS, I would have said no way. Like, they've definitely surprised me a bit. I did not think that they were going to get to the NLCS, to be honest. But um, the Dodgers are, like, the best team in the National League. I really think that this is their year. And, I mean, unless they choke, like, they're going to they're gonna win it all, I think. So... I say Dodgers in seven. Real quick, y'all just want to say I know how you feel. Um, even though I picked the Dodgers, um, this is exactly how I felt when a week and a half or two weeks ago, everyone was like, "Oh, Indians in three, Indians in three. All right. What I'm about to say may just be fake delusion. Yeah, we're gonna give him a little second. We're gonna give him a second to come back in. But, um, and uh, Johnny, cut out there for a sec. Oh, sorry. You can but restart. What I'm, I'm going to say is, this may be fake delusion or fake cope, but the Atlanta Braves are going to beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in seven games. And I'm going to tell you why. I genuinely think the Braves have a better lineup and bullpen than the Dodgers. Let's start with the lineup. The Braves had the highest OPS in baseball. And they were one singular run away from tying the Dodgers for the most runs in baseball this year. 
one singular run. Let me tell you something about this lineup, man. Ronald Cunha, Travis Darnold, Marcelo Zuna, Freddie Freeman, Dantish Watson has come under fire these playoffs. Ozzy Albies is a guy that you can always count on for a hit. Nick Marquez has done great so far, and he's always a guy you can rely on for at least a single or a double. Adam Duvall, he may not have been great so far, but he is a ticking time bomb, man. He was absolutely amazing in September, and I feel like he could potentially have a great NLCS. Because guess what? He absolutely mashes against lefties. This Braves lineup crushes lefties. Ozzy Always in his 2019 was literally one of the best hitters in baseball against lefties. And let me talk about the bullpen. I know Dodgers have a great bullpen of guys like Bradderall, Trinan, Jansen, and other guys that I can't remember the top of my head off right now. But the Braves have guys like Tyler Matzak, who has come off a career resurgence after getting after dealing with the yips for a while and is helping this team and could potentially be an opener for game four. You got guys like Shane Green, Mark Melanson, Will Smith, Chris Martin, all guys who are experienced and who can get the job done. And then you've obviously you've got the veteran. The submarine man, Darren O'Day. He's been here before. He's dealt with this before. He may have blown a couple playoff games here and there. But he knows what it's like to pitch in the playoffs. And I'll tell you what about this rotation. Max Freed, he is due to have a great series against the Dodgers. Because let me tell you something about this. Max Freed, he has the stuff. He absolutely has the stuff. He knows how to locate his stuff. He's able to get the lefties out. He's able to get guys like Bellinger, Muncie. He's definitely going to be able to limit those guys. And he knows how to produce weak contact to the righties like potentially Betts, Smith. Who am I thinking? Who am I missing? I know I'm missing some other guys. Chris Chris Taylor. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think here. Justin Turner. All of those guys. Maybe guys like guys like Edwin Edwin Rios off the bench. Kike Hernandez. Probably getting one other guy, but who cares? But I'm just going to say, I think the Braves can get it done. I think Ian Anderson, he might have a bad game two or potentially game six start, but I'll tell, about, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. I think he has big balls. I think Kyle Wright has big balls. Only game that, that I think they are probably going to lose or potentially going to lose is game four. And with the Dodgers and their rotation, but yes, Walker Bueller – is going to be a future top three pitcher in baseball. But there's this whole thing about this blister controversy, and the Braves can hit his fastball. We, we, I know he's way different from, from there he was in 2018, but the Braves hit off him. And the Braves are the best team in baseball when hitting against the fastball, and that is an undisputed fact. Number two was probably actually the Dodgers, so... Clayton Kershaw, I don't know how we're going to pitch against them, but I know that this lineup matches against lefties. Clayton Kershaw may throw a hanger here and there. And Marcelo Zuna, Ronald Cunha, Adam Duvall absolutely crush hangers for a living. And guys like Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Julio Urias, those all those all are guys who like have nasty stuff. But I've seen their stuff, I've seen like what their pitch tendency is, and I've seen the Braves hits off those very same pitches with those kind of tendencies. And I believe the Braves, this is a team to watch. A real, amazing, elite threat. 
guess what? They're going to clinch their tickets to World Series in a Game 7, and they're going to shock the world. They're going to shock the world by sending the Dodgers packing again. They may have beat us in eighteen in thir- eighth and twenty thirteen and twenty eighteen. But guess what? This is the Braves time now. Braves in seven. Uh listen. Um I wouldn't say shock the world if they win, honestly. Like it's a pretty even matchup. Mm-hmm. Like, um I yeah, uh, I so just it's a Dodgers. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers choke. I have to go <laughs> after you in two ways here. Um one, Ozzy Albies. Well, actually, uh, I take that back. Ozzy Osbourne has been heating up recently, and he does have some pretty good pl- platoon stats, but that's beside the point. Um, yes, the Dodgers pitching did hit off of Bueller pretty well. However, this is a completely different Bueller, I think, that we're looking at here. Um, I, I said that. Yeah, I know. Um, but I just said, I'm, I'm thinking, like, he might shut down this series. I think he... He alone could be the, 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 the turning point in this series. What he does over these next two weeks or so, or actually one week because it's no breaks in between the games, um, but what he does over this week will determine who goes to the World Series representing the National League. I'm just finicky on what if his blister is like still a thing that could come up. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I, honestly, that's the difference between the series. If Walker Bueller, if Walker Bueller was perfectly healthy, perfectly fine, I'm honestly might be saying Dodgers seven, but I I don't like trust him to like be fully ready. And I yeah. know he can make some mistakes here and there. And the Braves, they thrive off mistakes. If that's what they thrive off of, even if it's mm-hmm. just one tiny mistake, they thrive off that. They did that the whole year, and that's what I'm looking forward to. And that's why I'm saying the Braves in seven. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm wondering, honestly, what Ugly has to say about this because with the whole blister situation, because he knows his team better than you know, obviously the rest of us do. I don't know if that's going to affect him, but like now that you say that, I think that is something to keep an eye out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but like, I think the thing is with the Brave is that they might have to limit their stars in games one and two, three to like. 80 to 90 pitches because they're going to need those guys for pitches potential games five, six, and seven. And you know, it may be like, oh man, I may I leave, may I have to leave early, but they have long relief guys who can get it done, get like six outs and stuff like that. And they have guys who can pitch on short rest and who can pitch effectively on short west. That's why I'm saying the Braves will win in seven games. Put in the books. If not, then that will be very sad. Next time we see you guys. Damn, that's cold. He really used Mets line. That's cold. With that, that's cold. With that, that everybody, cold. that is going to put an end, a wrap, to a, to a very special and my heart edition of the Let the Kids Talk podcast. We welcome three Absolutely. Members. We welcome three members the pod. We are very glad <laughs> that you guys are going to be a part of our rotation from now on. We... Talked about the division series. We had some rants about the Yankees. Obviously, we t- I talked about how good the Braves are, and we talked about potential ALCS and LCS matchups and what it's going to look like for the World Series. So I am your host Elijah Burks. With everyone else, we are signing off. Peace. 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 Peace.